I'm not saying I'm an iron cover guy because then I would just kill myself. That's fair. But <laughs> That's fair. I'm not that guy. Are you custom made, custom paid, or are you just custom fitted? Welcome to another episode of Fits with the Founder. I'm your founder, Nick Sherbert, and I'm here with Cassie. You hit every one of those Fs like your life depended on it. Boom. I got a busy day today. We're we're actually recording this on a uh, what eight a.m. on a Wednesday morning. Yeah, a little weird me. for us. It's a little early. Sorry, <laughs> but I got a busy day, so uh, I'm I'm trying to fire on all cylinders. Fire on yeah. all cylinders. <laughs> See that? I'm very direct today. Mm, oh boy. Well, good. We got a lot to talk about. Good. It's been a week. Uh, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, let's start with the club champion stuff because we we have some fun news. Sorry, hold on. I didn't hit that F right. Fun news. Yeah, fun news. <laughs> Um, so we talked a little bit about. I guess it's better than slurring my words, huh? Uh, well, we it, should do one of these at like ten o'clock in a bar. I was bar. gonna say, <laughs> if it's eight a.m. on a Wednesday and you're slurring, we hey, <laughs> welcome to Fizz with the Founder. <laughs> we can we can make that happen when yeah. we go to New York. Maybe Eventually, we'll do that. we should do that. Um, yeah, no. So in professional news, we have uh, another acquisition to announce. So we might have teased it last time we talked to you guys, but um, we now have uh, an Aussie partnership. Throw another shrimp on the Barbie. That's right. Um, so we have acquired Pureform Golf, which is kind of like the TXG of Australia, if you want yep. to think of it like that. Um, so we now have the Australian leg of Club Champion. So now we're in Canada, the UK, and Australia. Yeah. I mean, Steve and Paul, I've known for a super long time. They've had a great business. I mean, Paul's been fitting and selling golf clubs in Australia for, um, I don't know if I want to date him 30 years, but it's at <laughs> least 20, 25. And so uh, they're a great team and uh, they have a uh, currently locations. Very similar similar to what you would see from us or TXG to your point. Uh, it, currently they have one in uh, Melbourne and one in Sydney, Sydney but yeah. the goal is to have a dozen of them around Australia, really. So yeah. it's going to be fun to see what goes on. You know, I know quite a bit about the Australian golf market. I've never actually been there. I just know a lot of people there. Um, so I'm excited to, uh, you know, kick this off and probably get to see some kangaroos. Oh, I'm super jealous. <laughs> Although I, so I hate flying. That's one of the things. And that's got to be the longest Oh, flight. it's going to be brutal. Yeah. I mean, a guy my size in a 10 can that long. Uh, I don't mind flying, but I don't like being, you know me, I'm a hyper person. Mm -hmm. So like being on a plane that long, is just going to be like, what do I do? And then you get there and your whole like day is flipped. Like your eating schedule, your sleeping schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a whole day ahead. We, you know what, what if a plane had a golf simulator in it? Well, you would be, I mean, I bet Air Force One does, but I bet you would be a lot more entertained. (laughs) Be awesome. I could just play rounds of golf my whole way over yeah. to Australia. Get some practice in. I, if anybody has that, Tiger Woods on his private jet, I bet would have Richard it too. Bronson or whoever that guy is from like Virgin, Virgin Air, he should create golf simulator planes. For there you go. Ultra golfers probably be ridiculously <laughs> expensive that I could never afford, but still be awesome. Yeah, there you go. Idea. Everybody, everybody needs to tweet that out. Yeah, super exciting. We got these three acquisitions have been awesome. Mm -hmm. We can't wait to bring club fitting to these countries, more mass scale and uh, really show golfers what it's all about. Yeah. Um, And then here in our our hometown, so Willowbrook, which is near Chicago, for those of you who don't know, um, we've expanded our build shop, which is super awesome. It's a little bit quieter here while we're doing the podcast because we don't have building happening on the other side of Nick's wall. (laughs) 
Um, but we have a bigger facility across the street, bright, it's like beautiful, like lots of windows, lots of space. So for people that don't really, I mean, people sometimes see Club Champion as this big monster company. The reality of it is, is it's still an entrepreneurial, almost 20 year startup and where we're constantly growing, we're constantly pushing the edge, we're constantly trying to get better and bigger. And, you know, uh, Cassie, you've been here long enough to know that we've kind of, you know, as a, a growing company, there's not like millions of dollars to go around. And so we've always grown our operations to, you know, try to meet demand, but at the same time, make a company go around, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's only so much you can do. Well, finally, we've gotten to the point where we said we have to invest in our manufacturing of golf clubs for the next five to six years. And so we've built two beautiful DCs. I mean, from every aspect of when the product walks in the door to checking it, to making sure it's the right product from our vendors that was what to our standards to, you know, how it flows through peering, building, bending, QC, shipping. And so we have the one here in Willowbrook and we have a new one that we just built in Tempe, Arizona, and they're both cloned and they're 27,000 square feet. And they're going to make so that for years to come, we can, you know, as long as we can get the product, we can deliver high quality products quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am super um, exciting. I'm happy to go out to Arizona to just like spot check if I need to. <laughs> <laughs> like, I said the same thing. I, I love Arizona. Yeah. We have a lot of builders uh, here in Willowbrook that would like to transfer to Arizona. Yeah, yeah. that checks <laughs> for out. For obvious reasons. Can we build like a little marketing suite out there and just like transfer the marketing? <laughs> well, we suite? have the space now. Um, but no, it's super, you know, from a person like me who, you know, this started in basically a basement of a Yamaha dealership, um, to see the two uh build shops and they're so beautiful and they're so well set up to just do everything we need to do to make sure clubs perform on the golf course, uh, is very exciting to me. Yeah. And uh it's been it's been a long couple months getting it done, but it's very exciting to have it done. Would I have loved to not do it during busy season? Yes. But uh, with construction schedules, as many people, listeners might know, that was not on the cards and we had to do it. So we got it done and uh, it's it's already showing the fruits of the labor by, you know, being more efficient. Awesome. Love that. We uh, we have one other thing um, that kind of happened recently that's Club Champion related. We got to shoot a commercial with Jim Furyk, which was super fun. I love Jim. I haven't seen the commercial yet. Uh, I'm excited to see it. I'm jealous that you guys got to meet him. Of all our partners, he's one of the guys I want to meet. When you guys were courting him to bring him on to our as an ambassador mm-hmm. he wanted to talk to somebody about fitting so me and jim jumped down like an hour rabbit hole <laughs> um the guy is an absolute uh club geek oh yeah and uh, i don't think many people know that and because he doesn't necessarily change equipment a lot but if you pay attention to his equipment he's very particular mm-hmm. like the offset of his wedges which is really weird you don't see that very often like just everything he used the same shaft for like 15 years yeah. and then he had them all he had like bought them all and then when they it was a they don't even exist anymore called the Apollo hump shafts and i talked to him for like 45 minutes about how he had, once they were gone he had to transition to a new shaft and how the lineage of it took so long to find that right shaft for him. I mean, he's a true geek and a true believer in what we do. And that's why we wanted him on our uh, ambassador. Staff. Yeah, he he was the last one. So I've met all of our others. So Paige, Bryson, Lexi, all them, um, Michael Braid as well. So he was the last one that I had helped coordinate to bring in. And I hadn't actually met in person yet. So I would like to know what to expect. But he's exactly kind of what you expect. Like he's super cordial. He's super fun. He was like cracking jokes on camera. And because the, the commercial we filmed was for Father's Day, his dad was actually in the spot with us. 
And his dad has been his coach like his whole life and all that stuff. So there was a really fun dynamic between them and between takes, because you just said he's a club geek, between takes, they would like stop what they're doing and like turn around and start touching everything on the wall <laughs> and like pulling demos down. And I had to like walk behind them and fix everything because we have it set up to look nice for the shoot, right? <laughs> and they're like pulling shit off the wall. I'm like, please stop touching things. But also like it's really cute. <laughs> yeah, I know that. That's, I love it. And that's why the people, you know, when you see it, people can say, oh, they're paid endorsers. No. Well, I mean, yeah. everybody's a paid endorser to something in this world, but we go after people that truly believe in what we do and that's why we do it. And to be honest with you, it's one of the reasons why we can kind of do it because these people want to be with us. 100%. And so uh, it's kind of a mutual thing where they want to be with us, we want to be with them. And that's why it takes some while to make these things happen. But it, Jim's great. And you know, I'll, I'll never forget that almost hour phone conversation talking about KBS Iron Chefs and the lineage <laughs> of how many he had to go through and how his clubs are like, you know, triple hard stepped and all this stuff to make it feel like his old Apollo Shafts. Pretty geeked out. It was cool. Love that. That's amazing. Um, do we have any sneak peeks for demos? Yeah, you know, we didn't have any new demos go out to the store, but we definitely have some sneak peeks. So right now, uh, actually, what is moved behind my office is the demo team. So mm -hmm. I now have the demo team with me again, <laughs> which I'm happy about because I, uh, you know, I pick all the demos we're going to put in the store and, and work on all that. And so having them real close lets me even see better. But they're working on like the new VA composites regime too. And Whoa. actually, to be honest with you, it might be one of the coolest shafts we're going to put on the wall. Yeah. It's it, got it a really cool good. graphics to it. Like, and they make like the wood shafts look great. And there's a lot of great looking wood shafts. The iron shaft with it, I think might be one of the coolest iron shafts we're going to have on the wall. Nice. It's just really cool. It'll create a cool set. I'm probably going to be putting them in my clubs. I, I can see it. I, I got to hit them first. I got to see, I got to make sure they perform, but I'm hoping they do because the look would be really cool. Yeah. I have a soft spot for their graphics. Like yeah. I have a badass in my driver, but like I need to get iron shaft from VA. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> so it might that might be it. <laughs> so that's that's the main one uh, to update on. There there's some scragglers of like some different skews, like uh, some left-handed heads and things, but nothing that important. But yeah, this time of year we're starting to calm down with the launches, and so less and less demos going into the store. That's probably for the best. Yeah, at this point, just for our sanity. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've added a lot, guys. Uh, the board of Club Champion calls me. They say, "Where's Nick's crap uh, shaft creep at?" And Ugh. what they mean by that is, is how many things is is he going to creep and add onto the wall? <laughs> um, I, as an equipment junkie, um, I would love to put everything in there. Obviously, I try to stick with vendors that are going to support you guys as customers and, and golfers, but also support us as a business. And, you know, also high, they have to perform. I'm not going to just yeah. sell something that's not going to perform and I'm not going to sell something that's a gimmick. Um, and so, or what I deem as a gimmick or we deem as a gimmick. So, um, yeah, but no, it's, uh, we'll have more demos, but it's going to slow down a little bit as the season goes on here. I'm okay with that because you keep adding stuff and then, and I, as the marketer, have to be like, oh, we're at 50,000 combinations. It's like, it's probably 65 at this yeah. point, but I don't want to do the math again. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Um, we have some tour, actually not some, we have all the tour news. There was a lot that happened in these last two weeks, you guys. Um, one of the easy ones, Jordan Spieth, our former brand ambassador that we still love, he won the Heritage, which was yeah. great. No, I, um, I'm so glad to see that he, you know, he had another win and what was it, back-to-back -back Easter Sunday? Yeah, which is so which weird. Is, yeah, it's a little weird. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what, uh, what gets in him on Easter Sunday, the uh, the good Lord rises in him. But, I guess, um, I don't know. Yeah, but they, uh, it's awesome to see. I love, you know, the fact that he did it in a playoff yes. too. Against a real formidable, you know, Patrick Connolly. Yeah. You know, I love Jordan. Obviously, he's a former ambassador of ours and we love him to death. But, you know, he hasn't done great with pressure. Mm -hmm. This might have been a turning point. Maybe. 
Yeah, I mean, not confidence. just to win, but to win in a playoff is a huge accomplishment. Yeah. And so uh, against a great player. And I think, you know, he's a confidence kind of guy, you know, knowing him, how I know him. Uh, he rides confidence and he had a lot of good like um, I heard. I can't even say like the stuff because I, I can't remember. But there was a lot of stuff that his wife said to him and different yeah. things. And he made comments about thinking externally or internally and all this stuff. And he can get a little mentally wrapped up. That could be the turning point right there. I and mean, maybe that, that could be it. We could, we could see him creeping back into like the top three and whatnot, but it is worth noting. So that he won last Easter Sunday, this Easter Sunday, next Easter Sunday is the Masters. Uh-oh. So. I might be future betting that. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, one of the, if you were to take those odds right now, the payout would be outrageous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> might be future betting that. There we go. Um, so good for Jordan. That was awesome. Um, but Patrick turned around immediately basically and then uh teamed up with xander to win the zurich classic so that's i mean patrick was fine he's having he's on a like heater right now yeah well yeah not like scotty scheffler but he's 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 running hot yeah there's no question to be in a playoff one week and then win the next week i like the zurich classic i know it's a little bit of a weird tournament but i love the team play Mm -hmm. i think there's something cool about that the championship belts i think are cool (laughs) Right, you gotta love that. Fan. Yeah, I was gonna say you gotta love that. <laughs> I uh, think they're so cool. They're like weird though, because they're like really thin belts. Yeah, they need to make it like a WWE right. championship belt. I agree with that, but they are cool, and uh, I do like that tournament. And yeah, I mean, it was pretty good. Now we skipped over something you'd put in the notes. Oh, and oh what as did we a skip? Father of three. Yes. Um, oh, oh, God, I know where this yeah, is going. You said the Twitter absolutely trolled Annie Spieth for running with the baby. <laughs> as a father of three, I saw saw that and thought nothing of it. Well, because the baby was fine. Yes. There's listen, what you don't hold a baby in saran like in bubble wrap and go, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm gonna break you. Yeah. Like babies don't break like that. Now, if she would have dropped him, yeah. <laughs> Sammy was question. fine. Everybody yeah. was fine. I, I do I'm not a parent, so and so my opinion literally doesn't matter. But if you're looking at it objectively, I think the issue that people were having was that the like head was bouncing okay. and it was like the baby's fine. Yeah. Like, I was gonna say Sammy's crying because everybody's yelling and yeah, like there's, it's, it's a, a it's lot a, and there's a lot going on yeah but there was again as a father of three two boys that are absolute terrorists but i love them <laughs> oh, and a baby girl um i did see nothing wrong with that like yeah i don't know it's not like i'm shaking my baby but at right. the same time babies are resilient and it wasn't like she was it was just a little bobble yeah well and like annie was excited to like run up to George. like the baby was fine Listen, it's fine it's it was a great family moment I, you know what i know what i saw when i saw that mm. a great family moment yeah oh well, there you I go i didn't think anything more than that so it always makes me funny when the twitter trolls come out and there know, were like, i will say like i i feel for annie it sucks that just by existing she gets trolled because of yeah. her husband being whatever but there was some really funny comments people being like that baby was shaken not stirred like there was some fun shit okay (laughs) well that's different if you're having fun with it that's one thing if you're actually being meaningfully mean yeah like saying she's a bad mother then yeah that's you suck and i should troll you that's fair yeah (laughs) troll you right back yeah uh yeah but no the baby's fine it's fine um so other news tom brady not 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 my favorite we've talked about him before but he uh debuted some golf clothes which is weird yeah i don't i don't I haven't looked at them. You, you put a, you put what a link and I couldn't really tell. Like it seemed like uh, somewhere of a mix between Cutter and Buck and Ralph Lauren. Does that make that's sort the weirdest? Of. Like no, that it makes wasn't sense. quite as nice a quality as like or slick looking as like a Ralph Lauren. Sure, but it wasn't like a dot. I don't know where it fits. Like it's very Tom Bradyish, understated. Yeah, I'll give it that. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't. I don't think it like. I would I don't not know the buy play them. There. 
I would not buy them. But I guess if you're Tom Brady and then people want to buy your stuff, you know, it's like I The Rock guess. has his stuff. Everybody has their stuff and people buy it because they like them. Yeah, I guess. It's, I mean, whatever. Good for you, guy. I guess. Make that money. What would be nice is as a football player, if he looked after his O-Lyman brothers and made <laughs> plus size for guys like me. There you go. And maybe he will. And then maybe I'll change my opinion and go, Tom Brady, where is the greatest thing ever? Maybe. That could be it. This could be the moment. Um, so DJ and Polina tied the knot. They got married finally after being engaged for nine years. Yeah. I don't <laughs> so, really know. I don't. I have no comment on this. Like, okay, we got married. It was as extravagant as you would expect. So they went, they were in Tennessee. Probably they were working in, out a prenup for nine years. Oh, 100%. And you know she's the one that's like, no, you have to sign the prenup for me with this Gretzky money. Oh, yeah. Um, But yeah, so they, and they have two kids and everything. So at this point, it's it's really just to make it official. Like yeah. they're, they've been together forever. But it was beautiful. Like she had multiple different dresses because she's the model and like that's what you do. But like they were sending, they were showing pictures on Instagram and there were like tables that were blocks long for people. And they were, it's the most extravagant thing I've ever seen. Um, But it checked out for their personality. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely does. So they're finally married, which is great. Um, Max Homa was another one. Of one of my favorite Twitter follows. Oh my God. He's so funny. He's so good. He's so funny. And actually the, the quote unquote news this week had to do with Twitter. So a fan basically tweeted like, can, here's my Venmo. It's my birthday. Can somebody please send me all the money I keep losing when I bet on Max Homa? And he quote tweeted it and was like, what's the Venmo? I got you or whatever. Yeah. Like he was even trolling himself. I'm like, I love this guy. No, he, he does a really good job of throwing throwing it, taking it, yes. you know, he's one of the best out there at it. And he's a fun follow. If you don't follow Max on uh, Twitter, you're missing out on some pretty funny stuff. Yeah. Um, he knows how to, he knows how to play the game. Yeah. He's well, he knows how to play the Twitter. Yeah. Game. The Twitter I game. don't know about the rest of it. Well, but. <laughs> I mean, he's got like three or four wins, he does. but yes, he does miss a lot of cuts. Too. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he's like a feast or famine kind of book golfer. Kind of. Yeah. I love so. him anyway. I don't care. Yeah. Um, oh, this was fun. Okay. So I'm, I'm truly interested in your opinion on this. So the, the USGA sent a very funny letter um, about the XE 747 club being a non-conforming club. So basically it's the tri-sided. Okay. Can we, we got to give a little background. Yes. So, so for if those you who don't, don't know. follow the club pro guy on Twitter, the club pro guy is a, a parody guy uh, who does this great Twitter thing and he makes fun of everything golf. In fact, we take shots from I him. I was going to say, yeah, yeah he comes we take for shots us. From, listen, he throws shots everywhere yeah. and you know what? I, it doesn't bother me. Um, I don't know if it bothers you as a marketer. No, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, that's his that's his shtick. His yeah. shtick is throwing mud everywhere and making fun of golf. And to be honest with you, as a golfer, I think a lot of it is hilarious. So yeah. I even laugh and follow. So he creates this club called the XE747. You could actually buy it on yep. his website. And it, it's, a tri, it's the punch-out club. Yes. And it has three sides to it. The third side being the camel toe. There's literally a camel on the toe. <laughs> literally a camel on the He calls the it the camel toe technology. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, he goes, it's elite for punching out. I think the quote is, this is the to punch out of the shit. This is what you need. Like that's the actual marketing quote. <laughs> and I've had so many customers send me a link to this thing and go, can you fit me for this? <laughs> oh my God. How do you even adjust the lie on that? Uh, like, <laughs> I mean, listen, he did produce it and you can buy this club. I think it's like a hundred bucks or something. And it's supposed to be more of a parody kind of, of thing. Where you put it in your office and you joke about it. Although I don't know in today's world if you could have a camel toe technology in your office, but uh, just don't point it out. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it's uh, it's pretty awesome. But yeah, the USGA. Wait, do we know if that's real or not? Or he just produced that? So, well, so my understanding is he actually like he as a joke submitted it to the conforming committee 
to get it like conform for tour or whatever for a competition and supposedly they sent back a letter and it looks like it's on official USGA like letterhead he could have just been very creative with Photoshop but th- it was great yeah I hate giving free ads but he is a good follow and he, he has some pretty funny stuff and when that club came out we were laughing we were <laughs> all the fitters were sending it around yeah. and like this is hilarious it looks about as ridiculous as <laughs> it's a tri-sided club like it is that ridiculous but I bet you people use it in just their like amateur rounds and I bet it works <laughs> yeah, probably does <laughs> oh, love that though that was a good laugh yesterday when we saw that um and then lastly so I mean Greg Norman is still in the news there's some some twittering out there that 15 of the top 100s have signed up for the Saudi event that's coming up in May. I've only heard Robert Garrigus. Which nobody cares. And yeah, Phil, like, Phil, as I of yesterday. Like, him and his like 29-inch putter, Garrigus. Yeah, people, names we've never heard of, but Phil did apply for release. Yeah. So. Well, and I think what, is it next week or the following week where you're going to get the final list because yeah, they May. have to, yeah, they have to, they, they have to do it. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I have no skin in the game on this. Could really care less, to be honest with yeah, you same. um listen I, if they, if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't it'll be interesting to see it's big money but um yeah yeah we'll see how it's about in in saying like 15 of the top 100 if it's like the bottom 15 it's like nobody's well, gonna I'm care just trying to figure out like is there more people than these like 15 people playing like how big is this field gonna be well the field is set i think it was 54 or something like it's a small field but the field yeah. number is set so like I, I i think what they're saying is there's 15 of the world's um top 100 but then it's going to be filled out with other randos okay yeah i just i can't see how this is going to be fun to watch but no again i shouldn't say anything i'll give it its chance and see what happens yeah fair enough and they got was, some cool golf courses they're going to things like that yeah courses that we haven't seen on tv yeah. recently so that's cool but i mean we'll see we'll see how that goes um all right in just a second we're gonna get to some yays or nays This segment was brought to you by our friends at Srixon. Experience the beautiful power of Srixon ZX irons. Their premium forged feel combined with powerful ball speed means unmatched performance on every shot. Srixon ZX irons are built for distance. All right, Nick, I got a couple fun ones for you today for yay or nay. (laughs) So we're going to start with the easy one because I already know the answer because I'm sitting in your office. But yay or nay, vanity head covers. So yay, but. I am not as nuts as most people. Okay. I don't go online and buy a bunch of stuff all the time. Like Brad, who runs our CCU here, bought an NFT from Betnardi yesterday or two days ago. Yeah, two days, yeah. I'm like, he is nuts with this stuff. And a lot of our fitters, a lot of our employees, they love it. They collect swag, uh, Scotty, Seamus, you name it. They're up and down. They got head covers everywhere. Now, she's laughing (laughs) because I have head covers. Yeah. But- Here's the thing. I get these things gifted to me and I think they're cool, but I'm not sitting there at like 10 a.m. pushing click, 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 <laughs> click, click, trying to make sure I get one. Yeah. Where like, oh, so I, I, I preface this. I do think it's cool. I think, you know, everybody should uh, accessorize their bag. Accessorize. Yeah. Make accessorize. it custom. Do you collect yeah. anything? That, like, are you a collector? I'm not a collector. Okay. So that's part of it then probably. Yeah. Well, the closest thing I would be to collecting is guns, which sounds really weird without knowing background. But <laughs> <laughs> I am a, uh, I do like guns guns and bows and arrows um, as golf, because golf is my entire life outside yeah. of, you know, my other hobby of hunting and stuff. So I go, 
I just have the accessibility to everything. So sure. like you'll see I have a lot comparatively to most, but what I could have is I'm not a collector in the sure. sense of you see other people's offices around here. Um, it's just not my thing. Yeah. I, I, I play what I should play and and I make it look really cool and then I go from there. That's fair. Um, for the head covers, I, I, I think I'm a yay. I have, so Swag released a, a WWE, like they had a couple WWE head that. covers. I have both of the Undertaker head covers in my office. So for that, I, I like that because I am a little bit of a collector, but I just, for me, I can't justify spending a ton of money on multiple different head covers or whatever for my bag because I'm not seeing them that like when I'm playing my head covers in my trunk like I don't take it with me you like, don't put oh my god I, I do for the putter but not for my driver <sighs> yep I know don't say it I know man at least I don't have iron head covers you know what we call you in the golf community oh god like the what? hardcore nerd community hmm. trunk slammer oh oh my god no <laughs> hold on no so it's uh, the head covers on while I am traveling and transporting my club yeah but you gotta put them on and off after the hit what if they clank in the bag on the when you're driving the cart that's i don't do i'm not like off-roading in it like what the fu- what are you doing on a golf course <laughs> i have to have my clubs protected at all times oh my god <laughs> now i'm not saying i'm an iron cover guy because then i would just kill myself that's fair but <laughs> that's fair. i'm not that guy good <laughs> but i have to have my woods where there's paint that can be chipped i am not it's not that serious for me i okay, I, get I get it. it i can let it slide but just be careful with them promise me be i will be i promise <laughs> Yeah, I mean, especially I just got the new, uh, the most recent club that I just added to the bag was a driver, so she's nice and pristine. Yeah, you got to keep it nice and pretty. Yeah, I know. Um, but yes, I'm a yay. So yay or nay, plastic tees. Big yay. Yeah, I don't, I, I know some people hate them. Like there are people out there that hate them, but I don't really Why? get it. I can I use know. two tees, maybe one tee the whole round. 100%. Yeah, I'm. I'm also the person. This. I'm just like. I mean, I'm not <laughs> against wooden tees. I'm not against wooden tees. Like if I'm at a course and that's what they have, and I take a handful, whatever. Sure. But I'm typically going to plastic because I don't have to worry about them as often. I just and I, there's no difference in performance. So. There's no, well, I mean, you could probably argue like the, at the pro level there is, but like I will take tees that are like on the tee box and use it. Like I don't yeah. care. Yeah, I, I like I have a particular length tee I like to use. Sure. And if it's not that length, then I won't grab it. Mm-hmm. Okay, but. Whether it's plastic or wood, I, it doesn't matter, but I prefer plastic just because I can put one or two in my pocket and not have to worry about it. Yeah, there's some, like, I don't like the basket tees that have, like, the extra. Well, I don't want those yeah, those either. are The weird. martini tees? Yeah. For people that weird. have, like, way too many alcoholic beverages. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't. I don't need that. I can still tee up a ball. Yeah. After a couple millers, but yeah. Yeah, but no, I, I mean, I guess it's a yay. I don't have a strong opinion, but I'll call it a yay. Um, okay, I love this. So, yay or nay, Hooters? How did this come up? Because of John Daly, and yes, his kid? sir. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious that his like eighteen year old kid is sponsored by Hooters. Love it. Everything uh, about this is amazing. Yeah, uh, pretty interesting, but I wouldn't put it past them, and so it makes sense. Uh, I'm a, I, I'm a yay. Yes. So here's the thing. I love chicken wings um, and I'm very particular on my chicken wings. I actually prefer to make my own chicken wings, but there are certain places. People kind of sometimes will downgrade Hooters. Here's the thing. If you want a, uh, and there's there's times where I want a heavily breaded wing and they're good, heavily breaded, meaty, meaty wing. I think they're consistent. Mm-hmm. I've never really had a bad, like a different experience. Like they're very like consistent. So yeah, every once in a while I get in the mood for Hooters and I go to Hooters and or we'll order Hooters and it's good. I am a hard yay 
So before we stopped eating meat, Hooters was legitimately my favorite restaurant. So we bought our first house like in the Orland Park area. And when we were going and touring all the houses to decide what we were going to buy, we kept calling this one the Hooters house because it was within walking distance to Hooters. <laughs> and we bought the house. So like I, I even now today. You knew them all by first name? I, yeah. It, I knew all the girls. Actually, that's not a lie. I did know all the girls there. But Hey, um, Annie, can you get me uh, 15 hot wings ready to go? I'm walking by in a little bit. Li- I mean, literally, we knew all the girls. We were there once a week. And to this day still, even though I'm, I don't eat chicken anymore, their fried pickles are second okay, to none. fried pickles. You're right. Those are delicious. They are their so good. Their curly fries are really good. Yes. Because I'm a huge curly fry person. Listen, it's good. Actually, their, their, their shrimp's pretty good, too, if you're in Oh, uh, I'm a little shellfish. But either way, it's I, I'm still like a hard yay for Hooters. And when I, <laughs> when I saw that they signed the dailies, I was like, this there is not a more perfect synergy in the golf world. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't disagree. And he gets, uh, I think he said he got a uh, card so he can eat Hooters whenever he wants. I, oh my God. Which is a college kid. Pretty awesome. Hell yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yay or nay, living on a golf course. Well, so I have to preface this one. I'm a yay if it's, I don't want to be in a golf course community. Okay. okay? There's golf courses like that you'd have to be uber rich, right? But you could be on that golf course, but be like one of 10 houses on that golf course. Sure. Then I'm all for it. If you're like in those golf courses where it's one house smashed against another house and the (laughs) holes are literally like you're getting hit by a golf ball. No, I don't want that. So that's why I'm asking. So there was a story over the weekend of this family in Massachusetts who is, they're basically suing and going to win against Saw this golf that. course because of all the damage that golf balls have. It, like, that's it, ridiculous. You chose to live you know, there. I, yeah, I know. Like, I don't that's understand. My point. Like, there's golf courses around here where it's literally smashed house after house after house. If you're off the fairway, you're in somebody's backyard. I'm yeah. like, why would I ever want that? No. Well, and it's like, you have kids. Like, what if your kids are just outside playing and get dome yeah. rocked by, like, yeah. a terrible dr- Or my dog picks one up and swallows yeah, that's, it. Yeah, that's, that's like saying the spoon made me fat. Like, I it's, don't... Yeah, yeah, I don't love... I mean, I understand, like, I wouldn't want damage to my property either. And it'd be one thing if they had the house and then the golf course was built after they had had Correct. the property. That's different. But like that, you chose to live. No, yeah. almost never. never. Like you chose to live in this golf like community or whatever. So whatever. But I would say I'm, I'm actually a nay for all those reasons, but also because I don't like people being near my house and being able to like look into my windows and stuff. So even if you're one of 10 houses and you're far enough away, if anybody's like driving a golf cart or walking around and can see into my house, I'm super uncomfortable. With yeah, it. no, I agree. That's why I said it has to be the right scenario. And odds are I'd have to make a lot more money for that scenario to come to fruition. Yeah, at this point. Fair enough. All right. And then lastly, yay or nay, Elon Musk. Yay. The new Twitter king. I'm yay. You're yay? I'm yay. Here's the thing. He's nuts. And that's (laughs) kind of why I like him. Um, Here's what I think. I think it'll be a free for all. Yeah, same. And I'm okay with that. Here's what I want. I either want all governance or no governance. Okay. I either want anarchy or strictness. <laughs> oh my God. And so, you know, to me, the, um, I don't believe that, you know, like right now on Twitter, there's certain things that pass and certain, certain things that don't mm-hmm. pass. And a lot, often they contradict each other. Sure. And so to me, Twitter is a place of just, it's like anything else, sling the mud. You either take it or you can't take it. Be on it. Don't be on it. Yeah. It doesn't have to be for everybody. And, you know, I'm just guessing that's what he's going to do is kind of free it up a little bit and let it be a place of free speech. And I'm a fan of free speech. Listen, if you don't like it, don't read it. If you don't like it, don't get 
shit on it. If you like it, go play in the mud. Whatever. Yeah. I so I'm a yay on all of this, including him like him as a human. Like I love Tesla. Like they also have solar panels and I'm a crazy environmentalist lady. So like I'm here for what he's doing in that way. Although he kind of offsets it by like going to space for fun. But anyway, um, I like Elon Musk. I'm cons- I'm coming from a different perspective because I like this is part of my job. Like Twitter, yeah. social media is part of my job. So any changes that come down the pipeline that are going to affect like usership and shit like that, like that bothers me. And I just it just feels very unknown right now. But when you just sit down and think about the sheer like forty four billion dollars. Yeah. He was like, you know what? I'm bored. Let's throw $22 billion and raise the other $22 billion and just throw it at this thing and buy it. Like, that is insane. Well, the dangerous part about the whole thing is, is he's a businessman. Sure. And so he now controls a narrative of every business he has. So, you know, as much as I love Elon and, and the business person in me loves that, he has a point of danger. There is a point of danger that could come from this. And so I don't disagree with the people that are skeptical or might disagree with sure. us. I get it. Yeah. That being said, um, if you have the ability to buy something, then you buy it and you do what you want. You know what? If you don't like it, guess what? You cannot go on Twitter and guess what? His investment goes down the drain. Yeah. So you ultimately do kind of control it because you don't need to go on Twitter right? and you don't need to fuel him if you don't want to. So it'll be interesting. It's a free market play and I, I like it because I, as, a, as a, a person of business, I think he'll do the right thing. Now, I also think he'll get Tesla, you know, jammed down your throat and anything else. Probably, else, yeah. yeah. They're going to have all the ads for it or whatever, yeah. but I, at least in the interim as a person, so ignoring the, the company side of it, I'll still be on there like following Max Homa and doing whatever, but we'll see. We'll see where it goes, yeah. but I'm generally and tentatively, I am a yay. Okay. We have a few questions for you guys that we're going to get to in just a second. All right, Nick, so we had a few questions this week. Um, I'm interested in one of them to, to hear your answer, but let's start with some business-minded ones first. So uh, someone asked us, how do you get the longest lifespan out of your fitted clubs? Um, so here's the best thing you need to do. First of all, you should not store your clubs in your car. You that should. was a direct shot. Yes. That was a direct well, shot. Well, it's a direct shot at a lot of people <laughs> at this place. Just because you work at a club fitting place and you can have it fixed at any time doesn't mean you should leave them in your trunk. And listen, I have my hand up sometimes because I, I try not to, but it happens every once in a while. But I mean, your trunk is an oven basically in the summer. First of all, I drive a Jeep Wrangler. I don't have a truck. Okay. Drunk, rather. Let's start yeah, there. Yeah, okay. But it's still yeah, hot in there. It is. During the day and epoxies and everything. So I get it. You have to do it sometimes. But some people just, they live in there 24-7. Yeah. It's like, guys, it's not good environment. Now, I'm not saying it, it can't be done. I'm just saying you're running risks sure. of, you know, your clubs deteriorating. Um, again, same thing with a garage. Like if you don't have a, a temperature controlled garage, like the moistures and things that can yeah. happen in there, like especially in Florida, like with the humidity and everything, people leave their clubs in their garage and then they come to us and they go, well, this club's rusty. And I'm like, yeah. well, well, first of all, we, we only put the club together. Right. We didn't do the chromine and all that. Like the, 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 we'll go get the warranty done for you, but they're going to tell you the same thing. Like you can't, this is like storing your clubs in water. Like right. you can't do that. So like, you know, even got to be careful with your garage if you don't have a temperature controlled garage. Um, and so, you know, I always tell people, keep it in that room temperature, kind of drier kind of atmosphere. You're going to be in a lot better. I get it can't happen all the time, but the yeah. more you can do it, the less risk right. you're going to have. Then you should be cleaning. Don't leave dirt and like sand and like the chemicals that are in a golf course and in that dirt and sand on those golf clubs. Yep. You know, if you know, try to keep your clubs clean, by the way, that's going to help with your ball speed, your spin rates, your launch angles and all that, which is very important as well well, um, because if the grooves aren't clean, you're not getting the actual performance or the ball speed. So, you know, keeping them properly clean and all that. 
you know, we put some other things in there. Like, you know, I always say regripping your clubs because that's going to mean you're going to hold on to them better. You're going to hit them better, those kind of things. And so be paying attention to your grips. You know, if you feel like that you've washed them and they're still slick, it's time for new grips. Let's get some new grips on there. Uh, I, you know, here at Club Champion, when you buy a set of golf clubs from us, it's free loft and live for life. So I always suggest once a year you have your loft and lies checked out because they're going to move over time. Mm -hmm. And if they move, it's going to change the way you hit them and you're not going to be hitting them center. And then you're going to, you know, get additional wear on your clubs where you don't need to get it and stuff like that. So, you know, really pay attention to your storage, your cleaning, pay attention, do some annual updates like loft and lie, maybe grips. Maybe you don't need to get all the grips with the clubs that are heavily used. You know, all those things will make sure that the life of these golf clubs stay longer. Yeah. So this isn't on here, but like if you, all things being equal. So assuming no massive swing changes, assuming you're playing in the same environment and assuming that you're doing all the things that you just said, how long on average could a set last? Oh, I mean, yeah. Well, it could last... 10 years. Yeah. That's so that my guess was going to be like eight to 10. Yeah. Because we've I talked mean, to people about that. It before. really depends on the player, right? And how often you play, because, you know, if you're hitting a lot of balls, sand and stuff between the ball and the face and all that deteriorate a club, golf club faster. And you're not going to stop that. In fact, you don't want to, if you're playing a lot of golf, right. and you're hitting balls, you're practicing. So it really depends. Like, but I always tell people, I actually had a customer call this morning and uh, he meant to call the Willowbrook shop, somehow called my cell phone, which is fine. I picked up and uh, it's been 10 years since I fit him. And he goes, and uh, he's coming in today. And um, with another fitter and uh, he goes, Nick, let me ask you, I'm doing this, but do you think I'm doing it? I'm like, well, it's been 10 years, so probably. But let me ask you this question. I said, have you seen like distance like change over the 10 years? Have you seen like your distances fall off or like you have a shot shape that all of a sudden has crept in that you didn't have before? He goes, I wouldn't say I've gotten a little bit more inconsistent and then Mm -hmm. I've lost distance. I go, yeah, probably the shafts have become too stiff or too heavy or something like that. So, yeah, it's good that you're coming in. I go, but golf clubs can last. I always tell people, I go, golf clubs should last as long as until you start seeing deteriorating performance. And that could be most likely it's because of your body or whatever, because we're humans and we age. But um, yeah, I mean, if you take care of your golf clubs and you take care of your body, golf clubs can last a long time. Yeah. That's, I mean, we, we see it all the time. We, people ask like, well, when, how frequently do you have to come back? Do you have to come back every year? It's like, we would love to see you every yeah. year, but like, no. Yeah. I mean, not if you required. want something, I got customers that want new stuff. Fine. We'll find you new stuff and it might be the same or it might be a little better. Um, but yeah, the reality of it is if you're hitting it good, you know, then you don't fine. have to. Yeah. yeah. Um, someone asked, what do you think will be the biggest thing to change about club fitting in the near future? Well, this was, you know, you sent these questions and, and I've been thinking about this one and there's a couple different ways I can answer this. Uh, I do think we're going to get now with the, the supercomputers and AI and there's even stuff we're working on internally here at Club Champion to be able to zero in a fit for a particular golfer faster. Okay. You know, right now there's just so many products coming out so fast and, you know, different technology, especially in the shaft arena. Mm-hmm. And being able to understand, not just through trial and error, but also having a more educated guest. I think most people that have gone through one of our fittings is exhausted at the end. Yes. And, <laughs> and it's not that we want to exhaust you, but there's so much and we got to make sure that this golf club works with your swing. Right. So I think the biggest thing that you're going to find is the ability to not only test and trial, but make sure that the test and trial process is more zeroed in. So we don't waste time with products that aren't going to work. Right now, we, we have educated guesses, but we don't know a lot. Uh, we have to see how you perform with the equipment, which is what I believe in. You can have a computer tell you this is what I think you should use, but until you actually hit it, 
you'll mm -hmm. never know because our body is not a computer and uh, you know the computer learns from robotics and things like that so and we're not robots so there will always be this fitting component to human fitting component that you have to have but is there a way to make the uh, a co-pilot for the fitter in order to be smarter to keep you from having to swing a million things to get to the perfect fit yeah so i think that you're gonna see i think a lot of people are working on that kind of thing and i think you're gonna see that um you know i think that's gonna be one of the biggest things but i think it's also and i think you're already starting to see it is because of club fitting is becoming so prevalent and people are seeing that if you're going to invest in a cloth club you know whether it's stock or custom you might as well go custom because the price difference isn't that big a difference anymore mm -hmm. um the offerings from these manufacturers to fit particular styles of golfer in fact i was just talking about this with somebody the other day you know if you really go back 20 years ago you had like a steel shaft two steel shafts and one graphite shaft and then you had r s and x that's all you had now you have shafts that weigh anywhere from 29 grams up to 140 grams you have all these different flexes from senior to regular ladies senior regular x you know sx and then in between and same thing with club heads it used to be a manufacturer came out with one driver then all of a sudden they came out with two drivers now most manufacturers come out with four drivers and people are like well why do they come out well there are four distinctly different drivers to fit four distinct different golfers right and so you know having the offerings will make club fitting even more specific than it was before yeah i like that i I was trying to think of answers too, and I, I don't, you have decades of experience. Yeah. Like I'm not on the same level as you by any stretch of the imagination, but I was trying to think of like an ideal world situation of like where we could progress to eventually. Um, and I think it's obvious that like technology is gonna change. Like even in the time that we've been doing this, like TrackMan has gotten better software, yep. like Sam Putlab only improves, like things, I think that's always gonna be a thing. Um, but I, I think it's the the biggest thing is gonna be like the materials that are available. Yeah, absolutely. Because well, like graphite's a big it. one. Like yeah. graphite, like if you would have talked about that 20 years ago, like people weren't well, talking about that. now they're making that. putters out of them. Yeah. Faces. Now, they've done some of this in the past, but yeah, to your point, technology, TrackMan's like, you know, 15 years old. Yeah. There's still a long way in a lot of things that golfers us is like somebody like me who's been in the industry for a long time some of the teachers we're still learning every day sure and so there's we're, we're just at the cusp of club fitting right. <laughs> club fitting is uh still this thing that we're we're going along and you know we like to think that we've been pioneers in that in that market and i believe we've earned that right to say that um but i think we there's still a long way to go and you know that's what i love about our business is we're leading from the front and we're going to continue to find those you know things that are going to help golfers play better through technology and that's what it's all about yeah, love that. Um, and then so lastly, we have, uh, do you have any stories of encountering an animal on the course? Yeah, well, and you're, you, I get it. We, we kind of conflict because I'm a hunter, but I'm also a conservative. So our conservative, uh, what do they call it? Conservationist? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> So I, I, I only hunt what I'll eat. I only, you know, do, you know, I, I take care of my animals on my property. Mm -hmm. You know, the ones that want to live there, you know, we, we make sure that they have bedding and everything and we really take care of it. So, but I am not, I, I am not afraid of an animal. I will tell you that. So, um, I have, so I've, I've done all kinds. I was in Florida in February and there was a gator sitting by the, the side of the creek. And yeah, I ran up to it and, and tapped its tail and made him jump in the water. I don't care. I would pee my golf pants. Last year I was, uh, you put a snapping turtle here. It's so funny. Last year we were uh, we were at Lost Dunes in Michigan. There was a big old snapping turtle walking through the middle of the, the um, fairway. And I'm like, this guy does not belong here. So I grabbed him by the tail and walked him over to the woods by the creek so he could get to the creek better. I mean, that's nice. Yeah. 
I, I'm the it's person. It's not going to hurt him. No, no. It, yeah, and you can but even But he was a big old snap and turtle, and everybody in my group was like, what are you doing? I'm like, he doesn't belong here. Yeah. He needs to go over there. And I go, here, he's either going to get run over, or the sun's going to fry him. So, yeah, I took the snapping turtle. Snakes, I, again, you, if you knew my mother, we're not afraid of snakes in my household. <gasps> uh, she grew up in Southern Illinois and Missouri, and there's a lot of snakes. And so, you know, we're, we're snakes. So, like, if I see a snake, oh, I did this to Vic last year, just remember, guess. There was a snake sitting on a, on the uh, the sunning on a uh, bridge, and he goes, "What are you doing?" And I picked it up by the tail, and I. Oh my god! <laughs> it was a rat snake. It was Even just a black still, rat snake. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrifying. I I don't golf as much as you, so I don't have as many like chances to do this. So it's not so much on the golf course. I've I've had a run in with a goose that attacked me at one point, <laughs> and I'm I'm terrified of birds. I think because they're just fucking dinosaurs. Like I am terrified of birds. So this the goose, pterodactyl. <laughs> I mean, literally. So this goose like attacked me, and I never went back to that course ever again. So that's a whole thing. But <laughs> well, geese will. They're mean. They're so mean. Yeah, they're mean. They don't want you around. No. I have not yet encountered a snake or a gator, and thank God because I. I'm the crazy animal lady where it's like, no, just leave them. Like, this is their house. But I agree with you. A golf course, like, it's nature, but it's kind of not. And they're going to get run over by a cart or, like, something. So I would probably want to move them, too. But I I know this about myself because I'm the lady that will pull over on the side of the road and, like, pick up an animal that's in the middle of the street and put it on the side of the road (laughs) to get it out the way. So I am 100% that person. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's – I love the – I'm a big wildlife person, so I'm a big yeah. outdoors person. One of the things that drove me to golf when we moved from a community that really wasn't a golfing community, more of a hunting, farming community, was the fact that it was an outdoor sport. Sure. And so I love nature, and I love all this stuff, and I love being in the woods, and I love all this. And so, you know, to me, animals are just part of that, and we're on this earth with them. And, um, you know, if I have a chance to kind of interact with one, yeah, I take it. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave those ones alone. Yeah. I'll, I'll keep out of their way. Um, all right. That's it for this week. Next time, we're going to be talking to Vic Afable from VA Shafts. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Fits with the Founder. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to support the show. And if you want more equipment content, follow Club Champion on Instagram. <laughs>